Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. That's the tune. Live and local continues. Roll through it. 12 to 3. This is Out of Bounds. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Uh, that's the tone that you always get. Now we just need the uh, voiceover. I have these notes, but there I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! You weren't ready for that, were you? Um. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to everybody out there. I know, I know you're out there in your car today because you're a scumbag like myself. I haven't done any Christmas shopping. We, are, we aren't even getting to I you yet. I haven't started. We haven't even gotten to you yet. We know what you are. Out here robbing the people of uh, White Claws. I know there, you There's enough to a, go around. I know you haven't done a lick of shopping. I just knew that when you walked in. You said, hey, man, so after the show today, I got a lot of shopping to do. They say that this Saturday is like, uh, there's a name for this Saturday. Like, there's always, like, a name for, like, certain shopping days. Like, there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. This is like, uh, like, Schizophrenic Saturday where you're just like, Sounds oh, about God. right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, you just don't know what you're going to I have no plan. Get. I have zero plan. Are you a gift card guy? No. No? No. Hey, cash really. in the card? I mean, if I'm you're going to give a gift card, you might as well just give cash. Yeah. But why limit your options, you know? Yeah. I just feel like if you give a gift card, it gives you like just a half a I gave a crap for Christmas shopping. Right. Like I kind of thought of someplace that you might enjoy. <laughs> uh, Super Saturday. There you go. From the text line, 913. Text line, 69306. Come join us. Um, real quick, though, big shout-out to Lance Weber. Uh, Lance, we appreciate you, man. Panic Saturday. There's another one. Um, Lance Weber, we appreciate it, man. Uh, Lance dropped off two pizzas today for uh, for Nick and I for the show for a Christmas gift. Um, that, that took a lot of heart, a lot of thought, and uh, we appreciate that, man. Like, that's, uh, that's super kind. I'm normally a sarcastic, uh, dry humor kind of guy, but for real, real quick, to start the show off, you didn't have to do that. You chose to do it. We appreciate it. It is the season of giving. It is the season of Christmas and holidays and everything like that. Lance, for myself, I know Nick's appreciative. We thank you for that, man. Like, I appreciate that. Thanks for being a loyal listener, not just to us, but to 610 Sports Radio. We know you chime in on all the shows, listen to all the shows. So big shout-out, big thank you. Happy holidays to you from our family to yours. Thanks for the pre-show gift. I appreciate that. Oh, huge. And if Lance didn't already have a banner on this show from back when we started giving out banners at the very beginning. Yeah, there's only two. I mean, He's he, got one now. He there's definitely three. has one now, and it's the biggest banner up there. So thank you again, Lance. Happy holidays, man. We Very touching, man. Um, So this is the last show we'll have until everybody gets off to their Kramer. See you later. Until everybody gets off into their holiday season. We have Christmas around the corner. You have Hanukkah that starts Sunday night. Um, Whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year. Uh, we got a big show today. 
We did this last year. It was a tradition. Um, I think our boss liked it. There's a couple other people that reached out to us about it. We broke down uh, Home Alone 1, the first movie, um, like how many times Harry and Marv died. Uh, we do Home Alone 2 today. Uh, that'll be a little bit later, about 2.15. Uh, we'll break down Home Alone 2. I still think it's a funny movie. It's obviously not the first one, but I'm pretty sure Marv dies about four times in the first, like, ten minutes. That of might the, be lowballing it, too. Yeah, there's there's at least six deaths uh, to Marv. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us as you go out on your, either it's Super Saturday or Panic Saturday. I think I've heard of both. I know Panic. I'm panicking. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. You should have everybody planned out. Like, I got I got my dad and my stepdad. I got them both taken care of. They're just uh, booze hounds. So my buddy who owns the Red Door Wine Store in Lee Summit, shout out Paul Westfall, um, he uh, he just kind of guides me in the right direction, and I just go get two bottles of bourbon. So they're taken care of. It's the women in my family that I always seem to struggle with. Like I have a younger sister who's a freshman in college. She's always just like, cash is fine. My mom, uh, that's tough too. But like she's, re- I mean, I can just go into Hallmark. It's and tough I can too because, like, with my mom personally, like she's always she'll open a gift and she's like, "Oh, this is amazing! You didn't have to do this always. though. I didn't need this." And so yeah. you're like, "Well, what do you, what do I get you?" So always I've got some drop. very very loose plans in mind, like yeah. maybe some avenues that I'll explore today. But right. it could be a long one out there. I've got I've got some serious shopping to do, and I'm definitely panicking. Are you going to go down to, like, the plaza or anything like that, or are you just going straight to, like, a, uh, like, just going straight to the Oak Park Mall? I mean, I'm not I'm not rich enough to be shopping on the plaza, so it's probably going to be an Oak Park Mall, maybe a little uh, maybe a little Amazon Prime today, because I think oh. I can get it in time, so might be hitting that up. I don't know. I'm picking up my sister after this, so I'm hoping that she's a little more prepared That's than clutch. I am. That's clutch. That's a little clutch. Um, this is Out of Bounds, 610 Sports Radio, live and local. Got KU at halftime, 23-23 against Villanova, so I won't have Nick Price's attention for at least the next 30 minutes. So you get me, um, and then I'm sure he'll chime in. That's sarcastic. He'll still worry about his job, I'm pretty sure. It'll be Um, half and half. Yeah. Um, But uh, Chiefs-Bears, Sunday night, 7-20. Always remember that tomorrow on Sunday you'll get Steven Serta from 9 to 10 for the fantasy show. It's championship week. It's everything you need to know about championship week because if you're in your fantasy football playoffs – you are playing for the trophy and the money, and Steven Serta gets you loaded up from 9 to 10 a.m. And then, surprise, I'll be in from 10 to 12, uh, filling in for the big guy because he's got a long night ahead of him. He's got the Sunday night game. Nick Price, you'll be here with Pete and Jay Binkley for postgame yes, show. And just remember that at the pregame show, that starts at 5.20, two hours before kickoff of the Chiefs and Bears who are on uh, NBC for Sunday night football Uh for uh, Mahomes versus Trubisky, Nagy versus Reed. But that's not really uh, where we want to take this game because, of course, uh, like we've always said, we like to be uh, a little bit different. That's okay. For a lot of people out there, we want to have a little bit different take because we know you're going to see the graphic of when Mitchell Trubisky was taken in the draft, when Mahomes was taken in the draft, the Andy Reed coaching tree. You're going to see all of The two big ones. Everybody's talking. But this was something that I thought about this morning, uh, talking to – um, Nick about this in our bullpen back there. And what's crazy is that Patrick Mahomes has a chance to show the Chicago Bears fans and has a good chance to really embarrass the Bears like he has the rest of the AFC West. And crunching numbers, it's not hard because Mahomes' the sample size is quite small, but he's played the AFC West seven times, right? It'll be eight when he plays the Chargers. So far, he's 6-1 and one against the AFC West. 
Um, actually, he's 7-1 because he beat the Broncos in his rookie year in 2017. Um, so he's 7-1 against the, the AFC West. If he beats the Chargers uh, Sunday in Week 17, he'll be 8-1. What I mean by embarrassing is that we've seen the look that Johnny G, when I talk about Johnny G, that's John Gruden. We've seen the look that John Gruden has had when he's noticed Mahomes last year for the first two times, and it was year one of that 10-year, $100 million contract with the Oakland Raiders, and you got to see what Mahomes did against the Raiders, and it was just like every time they'd cut to John Gruden, he had that look on his face of like, oh, my God, like nine more years of 15 for that team at least. I mean, Mahomes is only 24. He was 23 last year. If he plays for 15 more years, he'd be about, what, 39? Average quarterback nowadays, that's great. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they play till they're about 40, right? If you're using that as an, as an example of how far he could go. Now, the other thing, too, is that, like, Raiders fans now know, well, holy hell, we've got to play against Patrick Mahomes for the next two years. So the Raiders are connected because they're within the division. You move on to the Denver Broncos. You remember when Patrick Mahomes threw the left-handed throw in Denver? They had been behind in that game. They had come from behind in the fourth quarter, and your whole life, if you're my age or older, you grew up watching John Elway rip your heart out and thinking, my Jesus, every time the Chiefs play the Broncos, we have to go up against Elway, and the game's never over unless the clock strikes zero and the Chiefs literally are in the lead. Because if there's one second left in the game and the Chiefs are up by six, you always told yourself, Damn it, there's some way John Elway is going to march down the field and take this game away from the Chiefs. You just always felt that way. So you were never comfortable because John Elway was just a masterful, just magician at making your like fan spirit disappear. That's what John Elway did with the Denver Broncos for all those years if you were a Chiefs fan. You move on to the Chargers, right? Now, Los Angeles is different because I just think that Vance Joseph just like is like, you know what? Until I can get Phillip Rivers out. I can't concentrate on the Chiefs. I think he's officially done with Phillip. Phillip is 38. His contract is up with the Chargers this year. There's a big question if Rivers, Eli, and Tom are all just ready to walk away. I think Tom Brady is. I think Phillip Rivers might be. I think Eli for sure is. I think Eli finally got back to a 500 record at 117 and 117. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the Chargers really show the emotion that is Patrick Mahomes because, for one, they've beaten Patrick Mahomes, right? And they got the first game of Patrick Mahomes' his first year as the starter for the Chiefs. So it was kind of like, well, we didn't really know what to expect. But also, they've got bigger issues when it comes to their head coach and their quarterback and Phillip Rivers. And those teams are always going to be connected with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes moving forward because, obviously, they play in that division. And now Sunday night, the Bears, who will always as well, be connected to the Chiefs, just like the Chiefs were somehow always connected to Dan Marino and the Dolphins, Jim Kelly and the Bills, because they passed on those guys when they drafted Todd Blackledge in 1983, not to bring back any bad memories. But when it comes to Mahomes versus the Bears, he again then also gets to show that Sunday night. Now, they have a good defense, and their defense is legit. It's not a bad defense. It's the third scoring defense in the NFL, which means teams aren't scoring very well against the Chicago Bears. But Patrick Mahomes is on Sunday Night Football because of what he did in the snow last week, how entertaining it was, and also just who he is as a quarterback in the NFL. He's the face. And Patrick Mahomes has a chance to show the Chicago Bears literally what they passed on 
And forever for the NFL and the Chicago Bears, as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the league, they will always somewhat, somehow be connected to Patrick Mahomes because of what we told you that's going to get overly talked about in the game Sunday, that they traded up for Mitchell Trubisky, and Patrick Mahomes would go eight picks later to the Kansas City Chiefs. And now, if Mahomes can do what he did against the, you know, Denver Broncos last week, what he did against the Ravens twice, the, all these other accolades, Chicago is going to get a chance to sit back and they might have the face that Gruden had. They might have the face that John Elway had when he came back in, from behind in the fourth quarter like he had done to that team for so many years with the left-handed throw, escaping Von Miller. That look of like, oh my God, like this is the next main quarterback of the NFL. We didn't get him. We had to play against him. All types of different situations. And Patrick Mahomes has a chance to show that on Sunday night versus the Bears. Especially if he shows out. I mean, this is something that's going to be haunting Bears fans for not only, you know, let's say that Trubisky fizzles out of the league in a few years. Mm -hmm. It's still going to haunt them all the way up through Mahomes' career. And basically until the Bears get that quarterback that would have been the same level as Patrick Mahomes because they're just going to be looking at what could have been. And this is a perfect example, like you said, of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes really just being able to embarrass them and show them, hey, we got it right on this kid. You guys got it wrong. And it's going to be like this for a long time. And you see the Chiefs kind of break teams, too. They yeah. break team spirit. I don't think that's up in the air for this. I just think right. that this is a this is a show. Of more more about he, the fans. Yeah, and if he does do it, it's more so like the Bears organization, the Bears fans can be like, holy cow, there's Patrick Mahomes. Because they're an NFC team. Patrick Mahomes plays in the AFC. So they don't see it twice a year like the AFC West does or other AFC teams do that play in the top tier of their division. The Bears, who did draft up to get Mitchell Trubisky, now get their first chance to see it. And here's what their defensive coordinator, former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, said when it comes to playing Mahomes. It's really, really easy for him. I mean, it's crazy being as young as he is. Um, I mean, this guy orchestrates that, that whole thing. Um, he, does a, he does a phenomenal job, and he looks like he's been, you know, in that system for 10 years. Uh, there's, no, uh, there's no panic. Um, he's, uh, he's rare. He's elite. Whatever you know, adjective you want to put on him, uh, the arm talent is crazy. Uh, the throws that he makes uh, on schedule are crazy. The off-schedule ones are, are just uh, mind-boggling. Uh, under duress, uh, you know, feet not set, drifting backwards, um, jumping up in the air, across his body. Um, you guys have seen him all. We've seen him all. He's he's just a tremendous, tremendous player. Um, his football intelligence has got to be off the charts. Um, because of all the stuff that they do. And, you know, he manages that. He manages the clock. He manages the formations. He manages protections. And I know he's got a bunch of smart guys around him and coaches surround him with a bunch of talent. Uh, but he does uh, – he's a smooth operator. He just looks – he's you know, it's Madden, you know, on, you know, times a thousand. You know, it's for real. You know, it's not a game, you know, type deal. And he just he's, – he's scary good. He's got Chuck Pagano comparing him to Madden. I know Chuck Pagano's never played a game of Madden. Stat correction. Patrick Mahomes is 11-1 versus the division. I'm terrible at math. I'm sorry. I forget what they do against the division, apparently. It's six games a year, and he Counting has that one in 2017. Um, and then, again, this is uh, um, Matt Nagy when he talks about if it's a, uh, you know, it's important what it is against Mahomes and Trubisky. Well, you know, that that's um, – it, it never is. It, it's regardless of whoever you're playing. Now, there's more significance to somebody asking that question to me just because 
of them being drafted in the in the same draft class. And so, but I always go back to the way I look at it is I go back to when Patrick and Mitchell and, and Deshaun uh, and some of those guys. They, they, I remember them specifically talking about wanting to be the best quarterback class to ever come through in the NFL. And I think that's what I took away from things was um, is is doing that. Well, you know, who knows over time how that'll work out, but. I've got an idea. Um, I just think that it's important for, and I know coaches the same way. You yeah. know, this is this is the Chiefs versus the Bears, and it's not. Um, and that's just why I felt that was important. Yeah, well, good luck, uh, good luck, Matt Nagy. I feel like I told, I talked about it last night on Bink at Night. I feel like it's the uh, the girlfriend you had to leave, right? You had to leave it. College is over. You had to end the relationship. She's going back to her home state. You're going back to yours. You hate to leave her, but you have to because you have an opportunity that just is. You know, the situation. And that's what Matt Nagy's. You're you always looking back job. just thinking what could have been. Right. From the text line, thanks for joining in. From the 816, the in-laws are in town. They said, what are you listening to? I said, sit down and listen. They'll love your show. Thanks, guys. Um, it's not honestly bad out there shopping at 119th now. Oak Park was slow. And then Kramer lets you know, Nick Price, that the bird poop is falling outside on your car again. Good news for the shopping, bad news on the bird poop. I'll tell you what, I say we, I mean the city. We get a first-hand look to see how this D will mesh with Suggs right away. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. This just in on Out of Bounds. Okay. It's that time of year. NFL football on Saturdays and Jameis Winston doing Jameis Winston things today. Yeah. He threw a pick on his first possession, his fifth first possession INT of the year, and he's got two picks today, mm. one of them going in for a score. You hate to see it. Yeah, it's real tough. Speaking of you hate to see it, you can also love to see it. That segment will come up a little bit later on, about 2, what, 30? Is that when we're doing that? No, we're doing that at like some other time. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Also, the Bucks said today that they're bringing him back next year. So, well, they should. We get more of this. Yeah, I mean, do you? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not going to get a chance to take a quarterback this year, right? That's worth that's worth taking, right? And also, I feel like Jameis Winston is just that quarterback where you always see him go out there and throw for like three fifty and three touchdowns a game, but he also has three or four picks, and you're like, man, if he could just get those interceptions down, I feel like the Bucks fans will be telling themselves that for a while. Yeah, uh, hate to see it, love to see it, One thirty, as I have gotten my act together, um, which are just stories that you would uh, maybe either love or hate to see with a little dash of sarcasm. KU now 35, Villanova 37. That game rolling on Fox with about 11.30 left. And then you also have NFL starting off right now as you have Bucks and Texans, as that game should just be pretty exciting as the pretty sure the Bucks running back just like hurdled, Peyton Barber just like hurdled a guy and then just, ran for like 10 more yards, there will be a lot of offense in this game. Um, take the over. Speaking of offense, the thing that has really helped the Chiefs this year is their defense, and Suggs joins this already fierce defense that has one playing with a bit of extra motivation, I think, this weekend when it comes to the defensive side, and Suggs had a change of heart when he talked to Andy Reid with their quote-unquote short conversation. Andy Reid said, of course, to uh, – this is, of course – regarding John Dixon's article on Arrowhead Pride. Remember, Arrowhead Pride Radio is live, 520 on Sunday afternoon, right before the Chiefs and Bears kick off at 720, and then they have the post-game show pregame with Kent Swanson and Pete Sweeney, post-game show Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. But Andy Reid had this to say in the article. He says, quote, I talked to him, said head coach Andy Reid. Did I tell him about what's going on here? And did, we want, and did he want to hear it? Sure, yeah, he wanted to know what was going on. He's a thorough guy, but did I have to put a hammer down on him or anything? No, I didn't have to do that. 
He said he had some questions, which guys do who have been around. I think he liked what we heard, and he was fired up. It wasn't a recruiting type of situation, just common questions, end quote. Next quote, I was really uncertain about my future last week, but I talked to Coach. This is from Suggs. It was a brief conversation, and I was like, okay, Suggs said of his talk with Andy Reid. I asked Coach, I just learned the hard way like that a player like me doesn't fit anywhere. He was like, trust me, you'll fit in here. And by Wednesday afternoon, there was visual proof that Suggs was a chief. In fact, when you look at Suggs, what he said, he said, you're talking about an experienced guy who's been out here and done it, he told reporters. He has won championships. He's a good person. He's been a leader long in the league. And if you're that quality of a player in person, that's what he brings to you. But the other thing, too, is that when Terrell Suggs was asked, he said it wasn't really hard when you had the MVP of the league from last year involved in the team. So, I'll tell you that, um, you're going to get a chance to see what Terrell Suggs brings to this defense. This is a defense that has lost Ogba and Okafor. They needed to make a splash. They kind of did with Terrell Suggs. I get it. A lot of people were saying, oh, maybe it's just a move to block the Ravens. I think it's more so a move to get this team some relevance on the outside edge because eventually they're going to try to narrow down Frank Clark and Chris Jones, which, good luck. Those two guys are also dogs. But it's also crazy to think that this defense already has a bunch of guys. This team is getting better on the defensive side and is already stacked, lined up, moving forward with the rest of the season. In fact, no quarterback has had a 70-plus pro football grade versus the Chiefs since Deshaun Watson's 80.8 in Week 6. Going back in most relevancy, Drew Locke had a 27.9, Tom Brady had a 65.7, Derek Carr a 44.7, Phillip Rivers a 47.6, Tannehill 68.4, Cousins, 63.4, Aaron Rodgers, a 65.0, and Joe Nick Price Flacco had a 54.1. Huh? I don't know. Just want to make sure you're paying attention because I know your Jayhawks are in an intense battle right now. I am a, I'm a little divided right now, but I'll chime in on this. Okay. Even if it was just a move to block the Ravens from getting Suggs, that's a good move. But I agree with you here, Dusty. I think that he's going to be an impact on this defensive line. And even if he's not the player that he used to be, just bringing a guy like Terrell Suggs into the locker room and getting him on that team and getting him in there a little bit is going to do wonders for this team defensively and their their attitude and their confidence going forward, which they've seemed to have found already. So this is just adding yeah. to it. And you're just adding a dog to some more dogs in the park. I mean, you talk about Frank Clark. He's now, you know, getting back to the way he wants to be. I know he lost 18 to 20 pounds. He's starting to eat more potatoes, he says. But he said, realistically, the most he could probably put on is about 5 to 10. Either way, he's not sickly ill anymore as much as he was. As He's getting better after the specialists have seen him about the stomach issues. You also move on to Chris Jones. And in week 15, Chris Jones had the highest-graded defensive player um, at 90.2. Five pressures, three hits, and 35 pass rush snaps. 81.3 run defense and 80.6 pass rush grades. That was per pro football focus with the Chiefs at Twitter on um, at PFF underscore Chiefs. There's another guy that's already on here, and you're adding a guy like Terrell Suggs, who, in fact, I believe is going to want to play because it'll be contagious. You want to get out there. And, oh, by the way, you remember the talk this week about how the Honey Badger got snubbed in the Pro Bowl? I mentioned it a little bit last night. Now he has a little bit of a motivational trigger, which the guy didn't really need, but you just created one by not letting him get into the Pro Bowl. The guy loves to help out in the community outside of the football field. There were other players that were saying with my Pro Bowl nod, the cash considerations that I've gotten, I will give towards donations towards charity. Tyron Matthew, the good guy that he is, noticed that and was like, yeah, it really stinks to get snubbed. That's the motivation that's going to go into that guy's self-soul and come out on the field even more so. 
because the Chiefs defense is playing with a chip on its shoulder already because people are like, I don't know. They've done it for four weeks in a row where they're only averaging 11.2 points per game. But now that D shows up again five weeks in a row and Mahomes plays like he did in the snow, the nation, I can promise you, will be done sleeping on the Kansas City Chiefs. One last thing here, Dustin, yeah. before we get out. I just want to say that this whole Suggs thing, it wasn't really a tough sell by any means to get him to come and play for the Chiefs, even Absolutely after all not. of that news came out that yeah. he only wanted to play for the Ravens, he wouldn't report. Get used to this, Kansas City, because you've got the MVP on your team, and you've got Andy Reid at head coach, and you're going to be a contender for years to come with those two in place. So this is something that you're going to get used to. A lot of older guys taking pay cuts or taking exceptions to what they would prefer and where they'd prefer to play to come and try to win a championship with this team. Yeah, talking to you, A.J. Green. I'll tell you what, today at 3.30, big game. Hell, I'll join the Bills Mafia. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Bit of breaking news. I think everybody kind of saw it coming, though, but... Uh... Darren Sproles has announced that he is retiring after 15 NFL seasons, according to Bleacher Report. As uh, Darren Sproles, one of the most electrifying players of all time, 15 years, local guy, live and local on Saturday is where we're at. Um, and it is what it is. K-State running back, played in the state of Kansas in high school, and now... Longtime NFLer, Darren Sproles, officially done in the NFL. Man, he got me through some fantasy games. I'll tell you that much. Also a beast on Madden. Ah, for sure. Uh, but always seemed to like get to turn injuries off in preseason because he would always be the one that would be like have like the nine week like leg injury. Right. Um, yeah, always getting rocked on one play. Yeah. Um, Darren Sproles, condolence to your career. I'm sure you'll have a lot of opportunities post-career. He seems like a guy that is uh, fun to be around. Oh, Little yeah. guy. Made a lot of big noise, though, in the NFL. So, uh, Darren Sproles, 15 years in the NFL. No longer going to play in the NFL. I think we all saw that this year when they put him on IR uh, for the final uh, for the final part of the season. <laughs> God. Jameis Winston is... A national treasure. I think he... Yeah, I think that's a good... A good... A good, like definition for him he just threw a pass to Brashard Perriman that he hauled in that was absolutely disgusting that only his receiver could get but again <laughs> to start the game he threw a pass that only the defender could get and I get it the game is only 10 to nothing but it's not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like 2 and 14 or 2 and 13 they literally, I think, are only like what one game under five hundred. Are they five and seven? Or are they are they six and seven? I don't know what their record is. I can't see it on the TV because it's so far away. But I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't really that bad of a team. They're seven and seven. Seven. They're five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funny thing is, is that Jameis Winston just doesn't see the linebackers. I feel like half of his picks yeah. have been to linebackers. And you can, I mean, hopefully Bruce Arians can work that out for for Tampa Bay fans' sake. But uh, per Adam Schefter. Vikings have officially ruled out Dalvin Cook on Monday night while Alexander Matson is questionable. Um, Bills have a good chance today, but also I'm a big fan of Saturday football because that kind of gets you ready for playoff football. I think it is like the 
preseason of what is postseason that is to come because college football is no more on Saturday, so they have an opportunity to take away football on Thursday night, um, and they can put it on Saturday afternoon. Like, there are three games today. There is a full slate of NFL football. Obviously, the one that is currently going on is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Houston Texans. Um, right now, the Houston Texans obviously lead 10 to nothing because Jameis Winston has thrown two picks, including one on the first drive. For the fifth time uh, this season in the NFL, he also has thrown a pick six for probably the fifth time uh, as well as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks. But again, Saturday football is fun. I get it. I dig it. I think it's great. It kind of makes that weekend go by a little bit longer because you think about it, you're watching football on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Just speaking personally, too, the NFL has always been my number one, always will be my number one over A1 college since football. Day one? Exactly. And over so, college basketball? College football is what oh. I said. I, for me personally, it is over college basketball anyway, but sure. you know, obviously I've got a lot at stake going on right here. College on basketball Fox. is not a good product. That's something that we can get into yeah. at some point. But yeah. what I was trying to say yeah. is that Saturdays with the NFL, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Right. Amazing. Yeah. I don't really care that we don't have the Thursday night games anymore. That's fine. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm okay with Saturday because again, like, it's like where they're timed at, right? Like. If you needed to go out this morning, like if you weren't degenerates like us and didn't have a radio show to do at 12 o'clock and prep to do before it, you could have gotten up at like 9 o'clock, 8.30, because everybody's open early this time of year because they want to get the sales, they want to get people in and out of the store, and you could have gotten your last-minute Christmas shopping done like early this morning. And then once 12 o'clock hits, football. Then 3.30 hits, football. Oh, and then by the way, 7.30, football. Go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. This is a big day for the two TV setup right? in your living room or maybe three TVs if you're really feeling out there. You know, it's college basketball going on right now. You got Kansas and Villanova. You got three NFL games. You got more NFL tomorrow. I mean, this is this is the time of the year, man. Yeah, because what this is basically the big college basketball games before the conference games Pretty much, start. Yeah. And it's like right before the players go on Christmas break and do all their got, – just got done doing finals and stuff. And then you come back from this, and it's like, oh, conference games. Well, this is kind of, too, when college basketball, right after this weekend or so, they'll start mm-hmm. handing it off to college football again, get all the bowl games in in the right. next few weeks, and then once college football's over, you're back in on college basketball. It's conference play, and it's ready to go. Kansas is playing right now against Villanova. We'll talk a little bit about Kansas later on because they're, uh, they're taking a page out of Hulk Hogan's book from about 1996, 95. Uh, they currently are three points behind Villanova with seven minutes left to go, 45-48, if you are interested at all. Um, but the big game today, right, that's uh, Buffalo-New England. And we talked earlier, Nick Price, this year about how Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson, the future of the NFL, the all three quarterbacks nominated for the Pro Bowl this year as well, um, have beaten the New England Patriots. The Chiefs, obviously, the only team to do it at home because – we know the stat when Brady and Edelman are in the same lineup together at Gillette, they're 42 and one, one now, but previously before they played the chiefs this year at home and lost, they were 42 and oh, which is a stupid, impressive stat. That's just insane to think about how good that legacy is, whether they videotape you or not this Saturday, three 30 bills, new England. There's going to be a ton of people in this area watching that because you know what it means. If the Buffalo bills, can beat the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots would lose that number two seed, and Kansas City would slide up in there with a game that is favorable for them in Chicago against a 7-7 seven and seven Chicago team that has nothing to play for except, I guess you can call it, they don't want to have a losing season, but they can't have a winning season. They could finish 500 
even if they lose, they can still finish 500 in week 17. But again, they don't really have much to play for. They're no. eliminated. Um, and the Chiefs can move into that second seed. Obviously, what that means is you get a first-round bye. Your team gets some time to rest, which is the most important part. And then you play a home game um, in the playoffs. And then you just wait to see if Baltimore can hold serve as well. Because then if they don't, you have home field in the AFC Championship game. So wishful thinking there. But also, whereas Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes have all kind of beat or bruised the Patriots in that dynasty that is what you can kind of get the feel of winding down, the Buffalo Bills have a chance to just basically end it. And what I mean by that is very graphically, and the, and the analogy is they can take the bayonet to the throat, right? They can end right. it. like they're The already knockout hurt. punch. Yeah, they're already hurt. They're already bleeding badly. Like the new cheating gate came out, Spygate 2. Tom Brady's numbers aren't good. No offensive players in the Pro Bowl. Three total players, and they're all three defensive players, um, two of which are household names, Deontay Hightower and Stephon Gilmore. And the scrutiny that does survive the Patriots. And, oh, by the way, the Bills haven't beat the Patriots in a long time at Gillette. I mean, it's been basically like two years. But they've only beat them three times in basically 20 years, 19 to be exact. But three times they've only beat the Patriots in New England in basically 20 years. So you add in all those factors. You add in everything that's happened already. And the Buffalo Bills basically have a chance to decapitate the dynasty that is the, the New England Patriots. Because you could sense that the New England Patriots lost that two seed, which is what they're holding on to. So they can have that bye, plan right. Things are still important right now. Right. There's still a little bit of hope for them. They've Correct. got the bye. And we know next year there could be some fines and draft picks that get docked because of what they did against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this could be a move in which the Bills Mafia is what the group we like to call could literally end it for New England. Because what else would end it for New England? Not the Chiefs, maybe not the Ravens, maybe not the Texans. That's not really there. But maybe a team within your own um, your own division that does it. And that's who needs to do it. It needs to be that franchise. Just like the Chiefs are the ones that put a berry to the Broncos. The Broncos ran through the AFC West. Now the Chiefs have won the AFC West four straight years. Now the Bills have a chance to go into Gillette finish it off, and really end it the way they want to do it. And, oh, you don't think – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that not only is this just a big game because of what they could do to New England, but you look at it from Buffalo's perspective, and just like you said, this could be their chance to really put the Patriots to bed forever and take over this division because it doesn't look like anybody else in that division is really making strides. Correct. And then not only that, like if you need something to root for outside of Kansas City – while you wait patiently for that Sunday night game at 7:20, get ready. Join the mafia because there's people like this that are this much excited about playing the New England Patriots. All right, Bills fans. It's time. And this is what it's time for. This message is all about time. Let's talk about who we're playing Saturday. We're playing the dreaded New England Patriots. Well, I got a message for all of you Patriot fans out there. But mostly, this is for Brady. Are you ready? This is an hourglass. And you know why I got an hourglass, Brady? Because time is running out, baby. We're going to take this division title all the way. Time is running out. Yeah!
I mean, I'm not sure how many beers yeah. or what that guy's on, but I dig it, man. I love the fire energy. The Bills are relevant. They're in the playoffs I love this the year. punctuation of just the, yeah. I'm telling you what, man. That guy sounds like he smokes Parliament lights by the minute. Uh, this really could kill the Pats with a win-loss. The Bills could really do it. They got a chance. You can do it. This is your chance. You can really make Chiefs fans happy. You can really put yourself on a stage, and you can really prove that you guys aren't a fluke this year, that you really want to end that Patriots dynasty. We know Lamar's the 2019 MVP, but is Pat still the face of the NFL? And we'll tell you why. That won't change for the foreseeable future. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Live and local Saturday. 610 Sports Radio. This is Out of Bounds. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Shout out Big Lance for the pizza today. We appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, KU doing everything they can to try to take control of this game. They are playing Villanova. There's under two minutes left. Uh, Nick Price's guy right there just goes up for a layup to give them a four-point lead, 55-51. Been back and forth this whole half. This is, the, it out. this is the first one that's, like, real, right? Like, the first game in, the, like, the Champions Classic doesn't really matter. Right. right? Also, also, you look at that game, and KU had 28 turnovers. <laughs> lost by two. Half. Yeah. yeah I remember so, this game. is the first one where it's like, all right, KU's played a solid game, and it's been tight, and it's on the road. It's been yeah. a really impressive win. And we've got a little bit until it really gets, uh, until it gets interesting for college basketball. We'll talk about KU and what this season kind of means for them, since they're somewhat relevant today at 145. Um, and how they can really take a page out of Hulk Hogan's book, which I think they already have. Uh, Jameis Winston just threw another interception, I believe. I could That's be amazing. I could be wrong. I guess he for sure did. That's three picks, but yet they only trailed 10 to 30 in the second quarter. Uh, they're in a tie-up in this play. It's uh, Jonathan Joseph, who I think maybe got the pick. Uh, I think that's what they're calling it on the field. Looks like it. I mean, Winston just didn't even believe it. He just said, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, but... When it comes to Sunday, I think it's kind of interesting, thanks to B.J. Kissel, at Chiefs reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, who brought up this audio and this uh, tweet earlier this week that Mahomes, yet again, I know it sounds like we always talk about him, but there's just always things to there's talk about. There's just so much to talk about. It just it, Every week is different. This is why this kid is the face of the NFL, but this is what B.J. Kissel of the Chiefs had to say about what Mahomes can do this Sunday um, against the Bears, and it's probably going to happen. Mahomes just needs 13 passing yards and two touchdowns to hit the 9,000-yard and 75 touchdown marks in his career. If he hits either of those on Sunday night, he'd be the first player in NFL history to do that in his first 30 career games. But again, that's easier said than done against this Bears defense, which ranks third in the NFL in scoring, has had just one game all season, which was against the New Orleans Saints, that they allowed more than 24 points. And they specialize in shutting down big plays allowing the second-fewest number of points scored from outside the red zone in the NFL this season. So that was B.J. Kissel to what, let you know uh, what he needs to do. So 13 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, all of a sudden, um, Patrick Mahomes is the first quarterback to have at least 75 touchdowns and 9,000 yards, the quickest. It's just crazy, man. Like, every single week, there seems to be some kind of NFL record that's being broken by somebody on this team. It's usually right. Mahomes. You saw Kelsey last week get the four straight thousand yard receiving seasons. Like this is something truly special. And I think that 
sometimes we get numb to it. Like I think that part of the reason why some people have forgotten about Patrick Mahomes right. or sleeping on him is kind of the James Harden effect of like he goes out there, he puts up these great numbers, and after a little bit, you just kind of expect it from him game to game. Yeah, and it's things like this that make it all come full circle too, right? Like you think about Mahomes, like you wouldn't think about something like this being like a huge milestone, but then all of a sudden you think about it and you're like, wait a minute. This guy literally is going to throw for almost 10,000 yards in two seasons. Like, he played one game in 2017. Obviously, last year he did the 55,000. And then literally this year, he's already getting ready to throw for 9,000 yards. And he missed games. Missed two games, right? Three games? I don't know. It's two games, right? Yeah. Two and, two a, and half. a half. Because against Denver, he was 10 of 11 for like 72 yards and a touchdown. So who knows what happens if he plays in that game? So the thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he understands the league at such a young age, at such a young age, and he doesn't show signs of falling or looking or uh, or like falling off or taking that step back, like you see other quarterbacks do. Examples: Mitchell Trubisky, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Again, look at most of them. Yeah, most and, of them do. And you think about this. I understand, like it's easy to sit in your car and listen to this segment right now and think, well, of course he's not going to fall back like Baker or like you know, Jared Goff or Mitchell Trubisky, but that's because he's so much better. But that's why this is what we're talking about because you don't have to worry about that ever. He is the face of the NFL because of things like this, because of 50 touchdown potential, because of 5,000 yard potential, because every year he's going to throw for 3,500 damn yards or more. In fact, he can be the fastest, like BJ Kissel said, to get to 9,075. You've already seen what the guys have done before him, and he's setting the pace even faster. A topic we did the other night was that Drew Brees literally has the record for touchdown passes. And for Patrick Mahomes to play the same amount of years and the same type of numbers, he only needs to average about 20. You doing all right now? Villanova just hit a big three with 20 seconds left. Nick Price just lost his hat. But the thing about this is that Patrick Mahomes will always have some sort of obscure stat or some sort of number that can always be historic or record-breaking. And Mahomes is respected in so many ways. He's respected and followed by the young crowd because, duh, he's young. He's 24 years old. He connects with that crowd, and he has that connection with young kids. If you don't believe it, go look at Cody Tapp's Twitter feed. His daughter literally goes, I want to watch Mahomes. She's four years old, and she's got it down. You look at my mom, for instance, who's in her mid-50s, and she wants a Patrick Mahomes jersey for Christmas. That is a gigantic age gap, and that's the way it goes. And that's the way that Patrick Mahomes is. And then you look at within the league where he's respected. You remember when they did the top players of the NFL in 2019, and you had grown-ass men like Adrian Peterson be like, I mean, he threw that ball left-handed. He did a no-look pass. Those guys know talent because of where they're at and what they've done in this league. And they see that Patrick Mahomes is that next face of the NFL. Brady's on the out. Breeze is on the out. Aaron Rodgers has just now become almost boring, which I hate to say that because I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. And now Aaron Rodgers is no longer really relevant, even though he's in the Pro Bowl and he just doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He just doesn't do that wow stuff anymore that Patrick Mahomes does. And like I said, the older crowd loves him as well, like our fathers, like your grandfathers, like maybe your uncle that's always watched football. There's no one that doesn't love him. Because, well, there are, like Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers fans. And, no Bears, and Bears fans after Sunday night, they won't like him. But the thing about that is 
the older crowd loves him because they sit back and they think, you know, how you can always say with the cliche of, well, back in my day and all this. Now they're watching Patrick Mahomes do it, and it's like, oh, my God. He's 11-1 and against the division. He's going to throw for 9,000 yards and 75 touchdowns and be the youngest guy to do it. He threw for 50 and 5,000. He won the MVP at 23. That gets their respect and gets their trust in him. And, oh, KC loves him because, you know what? He's theirs. They went so many years without a quarterback. They went so many years having to watch guys like Tyler Thigman and Kyle Orton and Matt Castle steal your heart and make you watch these games where you're just like, oh, my God. And he's not Jameis Winston, who just threw his fourth interception in the game. Maybe it was a fumble. It was a fumble. I'm sorry, Jameis. But he really is the face of the league, and he keeps proving his worth week in and week out because even little stats like this keep popping up. And I guarantee you when it comes to week 17, there's probably going to be some stat where they're going to be like, Patrick Mahomes has the opportunity to be the first quarterback to go 12-1 and against his division in his first two and a half years as a starting quarterback. That's just what Patrick Mahomes is, and what that is is the face of the NFL. That's it. That's all I can say about it. So, if you want to be the best, you got to be the best. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.